You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to the Cult Movie Cantina. That is a lot louder with headphones on. I was kind of excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she needs to drink more at 1030 in the morning from now on. We definitely got a very animated response from we that. We did. We I, did. I, I was still processing the sentence that you said. <laughs> the greeting. Uh, this is the podcast that looks at uh, your favorite cult films, uh, introduces uh, to someone who's not seeing them. Usually me. Pairs them with alcoholic beverage. Always me. And then, we, always, <laughs> and then we talk about it. Uh, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and I'm joined by, as always, your facilitator of fun and lady of libations, Stephanie. Justina, your angelical jester. She, she who knows, knows no movies. movies. Admiral. <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> it does every single time you guys say that. Have you not noticed? Not every single admiral. time you guys say you, that? I mean, I can say I'm a butterfly every show. It's not going to make it real. You can be a butterfly if you want to, Scotty. You be a butterfly. Um, a couple of notes. Uh, so, uh, if you're listening to this uh, podcast uh, this weekend, I will be at the Huntsville Pop Expo. Uh, so, uh, 18th and 19th, uh, come hang out with me. I've got uh, comics to sell, prints to sell, and buttons and stuff to give away. We'll have a. I think I'm having a raffle. If I can make it work, we'll have. A, I'm having a raffle of stuff, and so uh, go come meet me and the kid from you know Neverending Story and Sergeant Slaughter and. <laughs> Chris Claremont, the guy who pretty much reinvented the oh, X-Men. I love Chris Claremont. He's the one who's like, you had me at Chris Claremont. At Claremont's there, yeah. At the moment, they've lost a lot of guests last week. So yeah. well, at the moment, these are the guys who are like, we're still coming. So we'll, we'll see. We'll be curious. Also, uh, my comic, uh, Chronicles of Limbo, uh, is on a um, what I call a comics rating site. And uh, it's really helpful for us. It's really, really been helpful driving traffic to us. So go vote. You can go at scottywhite.com slash vote and you can vote for it. Um, uh, you can vote once every 24 hours per network, I found out. <laughs> so if, you, if, you just, if you're driving around on different Wi-Fi, vote, give us votes. Um, when I left this, mor- uh, this morning to come up here to the office, I was, we, were, we had 183 votes and I was, we were at 225th place. That's out of like twelve thousand. Oh, cool! So no, it's not not bad. It's I would the dream is I would like to get us in the top one hundred, but that may not. We'll have to wait to it resets every month. So in August, I'm gonna really do a push to get us in the top one hundred. But I'll tell you what it's done for us. Um, it's taken me fifteen weeks to get that book out as where it's at currently on the on webtoons, and um. In that 15 weeks, I have posted on Facebook and Reddit and Twitter every every week that there's an update, and it's we've gotten in that time I got a, about a thousand views. In the week that I've had it on this this website, I've had another thousand views. Oh, that's awesome! So it's incredibly helpful. We picked up subscribers, and that's so amazing. so that so that's why I'm I'm annoying all my friends with it because it's really really important. Because my dream with this thing is to one day have a cartoon series, but I can't have that if no one looks at it. So I, I gotta I get more people. So I gotta get people to look at it. Thank you so much for voting. Yeah. I vote I vote three times a day. And I vote <laughs> with my with my boss Angelo. Who actually we were talking about the other day? He votes at work, and then he'll vote on his phone, and then he votes on his tablet at home. See, so three times a day, you that's can do what that. I'm saying. So, you, so, 
We love you. Thank you. I'm, I feel I feel loved. I vote as well. Thank you. I know you vote. You're awesome. Thank you. Just you even thought I throw that sometimes. in there. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget too, and then I'll be scrolling through Facebook or something, and Scotty be like, "Don't forget to vote." And I'm like, "Oh, there he is again, reminding me." <laughs> Boom, done. Need them votes. It take it's easy. It takes a second, really. It does. It does. It doesn't take long at all. It's just like you click yes, I want to vote for this, and there's like a, a picture, and you go, and it gives you three options to to. to oh, I'm glad they give you the answer. I know. Yeah, I'm I'm I would never right get it right. I'm like, I have no well, idea who that is. Well, but see, all those people are are. Web comics characters. Are they? Right. So I could, I mean, and eventually I'll do this, but you know, you can pay and put Mop on there. And so Mop would come up and be like, I wonder what this is. And you can click her and it goes to the website. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm paying for ads for the month on that. So every Monday uh, you'll see the banner. You'll see Chronicles Limbo there. And then it'll go to. If you want to check out the webcomic, you can go to chroniclesofLimbo.com. Uh, subscribe and hit all the hearts. The hearts are important. Um, that helps us out too. All the likes. The hearts are always important, mm-hmm. Scotty. I need some hearts. So last week we did not announce the movie because we we, we, we had, had no idea. we had no idea no idea and so we decided bef- after we recorded and before we left um, so uh, this show's a little different um, as you can see from the title um, can I announce it yeah we'll let you announce it cool you ready um, sure ladies and gentlemen this is your king and I am here to announce if you will please turn off your cell phone devices this is going to be a podcast on the show. Hamilton, my show. Thank you. Uh, we have our own king in here. Yes. She's dressed in kingly gear. Yes. Thank you for acknowledging and, that. And awesome. has kingly hair. It's fine. She does have kingly hair. I do. I did it pur- purposefully. I do kind of like I should have put a little black bow, but I forgot to grab it before I left. Aww. I know. It's fine. Okay, send me the king song. You'll wait. You can't. Which one? We won't be oh. able to post our video if you say it. Never mind. Because Disney. I, there will be no clips on that. Never mind. There may be a few clips. One in the of video my favorite part is, I'm so blue. Stomp. And then it turns blue. blue. Yeah. I really wanted to, if I had more time, I really wanted to start this podcast doing the Skylar sisters so we could have done Stephanie, Justina, and Scotty. I know. <laughs> They call movie cantina, but, but <laughs> Justina and Scotty <laughs> called movie cantina. <laughs> that would have been cute. Would have been cute, but we didn't plan for it. So, so you just had to tell us right before we. Yeah, we literally could have done we that. Ju- we just did that. We could have done it, Scotty. <sighs> Start over, redo, <laughs> rewind. <laughs> rewind, rewind. So, rewind. Uh, it, you know, the listeners, the regular listeners of the podcast know. That we are all three theater people. Um, if you don't, you're welcome. We've all been on stage. <laughs> yeah, you know. uh, I've directed. Uh, you've directed, right? I have. She's directed. You've stage managed. I did a readers theater. I directed that. She, she's. So we've all directed. So technically, we can all have. Yeah, we were all directed. Yeah. So so we um we have a love theater in, in between. But us, I do love a, stage managing a lot. A ton of shows. So. Mm. I love performing on stage. And and Hamilton, let's be honest, it is a cult phenomenon, and uh, you know this is a film, this is a movie. It is now a movie. It is now a movie. <laughs> oh, thank you, Hamilton. <laughs> funny enough. Thank you, Lin Manuel. Not exactly. El- funny enough, not eligible for the Oscar. Why? Because the documentary con- uh, category was changed in the seventies to prevent uh, concert uh, video. Motherfucker. Yeah. So, however, <laughs> however, it will it it uh, will be considered for an Emmy instead. It's okay. They have actually they won should so just many give Tonys. them. They've won an everything. Emmy. That's what I'm saying. They've won all the Tonys. 
So it's fine. They didn't win a lot of Tonys. Oh my gosh, it's so good. All right, so Hamilton. uh, This version is uh, 2020. So the second time we've done a new movie. (laughs) I know, but it's not very often. But this is a cult. It's a cult. But it it was filmed in 2016. It was. It was. uh, And um, released in 2020. It was. Originally, it was really going to have a theatrical release, but COVID changed that. It's actually supposed to come out next year. It was planned to be 2021, but COVID had... So it was going to come out. It was going to come out in the theaters. I see. I thought it was just like a, oh, we're all being quarantined. Let's go ahead and release that. Well, that's what happened. It was going to be released in the theaters. Interesting. And Lin-Manuel said, you know what? We're doing this. See, originally it wasn't going to be released at all. It was filmed for a documentary. And they filmed the entire thing in three days for a documentary that aired in 2016 on PBS. And they used clips from that, for, but then, then they had it. And so it was yeah. like, well, since we've got it, let's do something with it. And so they were planning on releasing in 2021. Disney paid $75 million for the rights to air it. Not own it. Damn. Air it. Yeah, Lynn Moreau owns it. So. Yeah. He cashed a check. <laughs> let's put it this way. This is one thing that it, Disney doesn't own. That's awesome. They rented it. Good. Yeah, but they've waited for a long time. It's yeah. it's it's basically this. It did a movie. lot to help out with their platform, though. Oh, yeah, it did. It did. Between, I mean, yeah. Disney Plus exists because of uh, Hamilton and Star Wars. Everything else is just, you know, gravy. Uh, well, I mean... There's some feel-good stuff know. on there. There's some Marvel stuff that... Right, but that, I, don't, I, mean, I don't think the Marvel don't fans... Don't diss our Marvel fans. We've got I'm, Marvel fans I'm not, enjoy I'm not dissing the Marvel fans, but the Marvel stuff was already on other, other platforms. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. on other platforms. But I mean, we're talking draws. We're talking about the Mandalorian and Hamilton were the two draws for for Disney Plus. And that's the truth, because after the Mandalorian was over, I canceled Disney Plus because I don't give crap about Disney movies. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't don't care about Disney. Um, Because she has no heart. (laughs) She said she needs all the hearts. We got to help her out. No, I said I I needed the hearts. No, she said she needs (laughs) hearts, too. No, I need the hearts because I have none. We got to get her some hearts. All right, Tim, man. I don't like Disney movies, so... um, yeah, I canceled it after the Mandalorian, and then in May, when I heard that <laughs> Hamilton was coming out in July, I think June first. <laughs> I was so excited, I got my sc- subscription back for Disney Plus. <laughs> so I now, um, curiosity question: mm-hmm. How many times have you all seen the play so far? I've I have watched it. Since, since, okay, so I watched it the third at mm-hmm. a watch party. I watched it the next day. I've watched it probably five times since, since the third. Uh, on Disney Plus, one, one and a half, because I was at the same watch party, but we sort of watched it. <laughs> yeah, the watch party didn't count. Yeah, but, so, I mean, but I've seen it. Watch, I, I, you know, it was fun. I had a good time. But, we, I mean, watching, watch it, I watched it once, and that was yesterday. And then. I, I so so in rea- reality I've seen it three times. I saw it once in Chicago live, <sighs> and then I'm I've seen so it. Jealous. And then um, I just want to drop that because I'm just make everyone jealous. Oh I saw, my God. I, saw Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> I didn't get to see it in New York. I mean, I saw it in Chicago. I didn't see it in New York, so it wasn't like I saw Lin Manuel do it. <laughs> the guy who played Hamilton was better in Chicago than Lin Manuel. That's but. what I've heard. Oh, uh, you guys ready to get into this? Yeah, let's do it. Hamilton 2020, written by. Um, Lynn Manuel Miranda, inspired by the Ron uh, Chernow's book uh, Alexander Hamilton. I've read it. I have not. Uh, directed by Thomas Kale. Um, stars uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda as Alexander Hamilton, Leslie Odom as Aaron Burr, David Diggs as the Marquis. My boyfriend. 
um, as her boyfriend, the Marquis de uh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, the, two, mm. the dual role. Philippa Sue as Eliza Hamilton, uh, Renee uh, Elise Goldsberry as Angelica Schuyler, Chris Jackson as George Washington, and Jonathan Goff as King George III. There's a lot of there's a lot of other people, but there's, this cast is huge, so I, I just stuck with them. David Dix is my boyfriend. Does he know okay. this? <laughs> Does, he doesn't, um, he doesn't have yet, to. But it doesn't matter. You like Lafayette? Lafayette? I love him on Snowpiercer, too. Which is <laughs> oh, I don't. Right now. He's oh. kind of amazing. I just liked his personality. He was amazing. <laughs> I don't know him outside of Hamilton. I do. Okay, cool. He's amazing. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> hear ye, hear ye, gather round. Should I sing over you? <laughs> You could. You could. Like, dude, tear that man apart. I will. I will like pay you money if you rap the entire sermon. Oh god, that would have taken so much time, but it would have been amazing if you would have put that together. Please rap the sermon. I did. I did start writing a how. How does a bastard? You know. You know. But with the podcast stuff, and I was like. This is hard. Well, no, the power <laughs> went out, and then by the time the power, yeah, so last night my power went out, so I had yes, and I'm not writing this shit on my phone, <laughs> so she's <laughs> not going to happen. You're supposed to just pull out of your butt, man. Yeah, I have skills I do not have. <laughs> Me neither. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. The orphan Alexander Hamilton leaves his home on the uh, island of Nevis. Uh, for the song ha- Alexander Hamilton's. Um, after arriving in New York in 1776, Hamilton meets Aaron Burr, John Lawrence, and the Marquis Burr, de Lafayette, Lafayette. And Hercules Mulligan. Hercules Mulligan. For the song Aaron Burr, sir. And impresses them with his uh, uh, rhetorical skills. My shot. They affirm their revolutionary goals to each other. The story of tonight. Meanwhile, wealthy sisters Angelica, Eliza, and Peggy Schuyler. Work. Angelica going to town seeking out potential suitors the Schuyler sisters Samuel uh, Samuel Seasbury warns everyone of the dangers of Congress but Hamilton disagrees and tries to counter Seasbury for the song Farmer Refuted you just flew through an hour man Mm -hmm, that's how it was written (laughs) King George then insists on his authority you'll be back during the New York and New Jersey campaign Hamilton accepts the position as George Washington's aide-de-camp for the song Right Hand Man instead of a field command I want to be a, a general. I want to command. He gets one. He's terrible at it. Um, <laughs> fun fun facts about Alexander Hamilton. Anyway, uh, at Philip Schuyler's ball, wait for the song on Winter's Ball, Eliza Schuyler falls hopelessly in love with Alexander, who, who reciprocates her feelings and the two marry for helpless. As uh, Angelica suppresses her feelings for the sake of their happiness at the wedding, her song satisfi- satisfied. Toast to the groom. Uh, to the groom. Are you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love this. <laughs> that part right there. Oh, I just like how she. <laughs> <laughs> I think they know is what I'm trying to say. Also, don't want to get flagged by Disney. They will. I'm they will sorry, flag I'll stop. me. I'll stop. I'll stop. Is it like seven words or we less? We do not have no, rights to this. No, Disney's relentless. I oh, learned horrible. I learned. We don't have rights to any songs I may sing during this podcast. Uh, after the wedding, Burke congratulates Hamilton on his position as aide de camp to Washington. Hamilton admits that he would rather much have Burr's position on the battlefield uh, for the story of the night reprise. Burr reflects on Hamilton's swift rise, uh, considering his own career as um, more cautious. So his song, Wait For It. Uh, as conditions worsen for the Continental Army, Hamilton aids Lawrence in a duel against Charles Lee, who had insulted Washington. Lawrence injures Lee, who yields. That's during the Ten uh, Dual Commandments. One, two, 
Hamilton is temporarily suspended by Washington. Meet me inside. Over the duel and is sent home. Therefore, uh, there Eliza reveals that she's preggers. Yeah, with girl. her first child, which she knows is a boy, by the way, which is also her third That's child. Although we won't go into that, and as I was into slow down, uh, taking what happened in their lives, that would uh, be enough. Which is a very pretty song. Uh, after Lafayette persuades France to get involved uh, on the colonist sides for the song "Guns and Ships," I love that song. He, Lafayette's amazing. He urges <laughs> Wash. I wonder who plays Lafayette. <laughs> He urges Washington to call Hamilton uh, back to help plan the final siege of Georgetown. Washington agrees, but explains to Hamilton, who is convinced that uh, he should die a martyr and a hero in war, that he should be careful with his actions because whatever he does, um, he knows for ages to come for the song history has his eyes on you. At the siege of Yorktown, Hamilton meets up with Lafayette to take down the British, revealing that Mulligan has was recruited as a spy, helping them figure out how to trap the British and win the war. That's for Yorktown and uh, the you world. You are making me dizzy. The world this is turns so on. fast. <laughs> well, it is a three-hour show. Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great. Soon after the victory of Yorktown, King George asks the rebels how they're going to succeed in governing their own. The song "What Comes Next." Lafayette returns to France with his plans to inspire the people to have their own revolution. Hamilton's son, Philip, is born while Burr has a daughter, Theodosia, named after his wife. And the two tell the children... Is it his wife? His wife is now also named Theodosia. I thought that wasn't his wife. His wife is Theodosia. Yes, he marries her. He marries marries Theodosia. Actually, Burr marries four times and they're all disastrous. Oh, no. (laughs) I I have some interesting notes for the the trivia. So... Hamilton receives word that his friend Lawrence has been killed in a seemingly pointless battle after the war has been won and throws himself into his work. Uh, he co-authors the Federalist Papers and is uh, selected as Secretary of the Treasury by the newly elected President Washington. Uh, Eliza begs Hamilton to stay. Angelica moves to London with her new husband. Act two. Oh, Jesus. Keep it going, buddy. Thomas Jefferson returns to America for uh, being the U.S. ambassador to France. What I miss is the song. In 1789, Jefferson and Hamilton debate the latter's financial proposals at a cabinet One meeting. One of my favorites. I love a cabinet Washington meeting. Washington pulls Hamilton on the side and tells him to figure out a compromise to win over Congress or lose his job. It's an awesome rap battle. I like that they're rap battles. That's fun. Uh, uh, Eliza and her family, along with Angelica, are uh, back from London, travel upstate during the summer while Hamilton stays home to work on the compromise. On Peggy. That's a song called <laughs> Take know, a Break. Hamilton begins an affair with Maria Reynolds, making him uh, vulnerable to her husband's blackmail. Say, say no to this. Uh, Hamilton, Jefferson, and James Madison create the Compromise of 1790 over a private dinner, exchanging Hamilton's financial plan for placing the county's, uh, the country's permanent capital on the Potomac River. That's how we get Washington, D.C. Burr is envisioned, uh, um, Burr is envious of Hamilton's sway in the government and wishes he had similar power um, for the song The Room Where It Happens. It's a good song. Burr switches political parties and defeats Philip Schuyler, making Hamilton now his rival. Why'd you, why'd you do that? Because I'm just following your example, dude. Do you dude. have any idea how hard it is for me not to sing every song you talk about? Uh, it's kind of fun. In another cabinet meeting, Jefferson and Hamilton argue over whether the United States should assist France in its conflict with Britain. Stephanie and I are going to have a conversation about that later. Um, President Washington ultimately agrees with Hamilton's argument for remaining neutral. In the, in the wake of in the, in the wake of this, Jefferson, Madison, and Burr decide to join forces to find a way to discredit Hamilton in Washington's eyes. Uh, Washington decides to retire from the presidency, and Hamilton assists in writing his farewell address for the song one last time. <laughs> a flabbergasted King George receives word that George Washington has stepped down. <gasps> what? 
You can do that? <laughs> I know. It's a great line. Uh, and we'll be replaced by uh, Paris signatory uh, James Adams, for I know him. John Adams. <laughs> uh, John Adams becomes the second president and fires Hamilton, who in response publishes an inflammatory critique of the new president. For the Adams administration... Sit down, John, you fat mother, in the face of accusations and speculations of government funds by Jefferson, Madison, and Burr, uh, and out of fear that his uh, affair with Maria Reynolds will, will be used against him in his political career, Hamilton chooses to publicize his affair in the Reynolds pamphlet, damaging his relations with Eliza. Eliza, in a heartbroken uh, retaliation, burns all her letters Hamilton wrote for her, trying to erase herself from history, and the best song of the show, Burn. That was... The stupidest thing I think Hamilton did in the show uh, is release the Reynolds. Yeah, but it's really so so Hamilton. Uh, Philip <laughs> he instru- removed the power from them. Uh, it was stupid. Uh, yes. Uh, Philip uh, instructed by Hamilton's challenge. Um, uh, Philip Hamilton's son uh, instructed by Hamilton uh, challenges George Eaker to duel to a duel and critically injures. Uh, he's critically injured. That was also stupid. Thing Blow us all the way. And dies, uh, causing reconciliation between uh, Alexander and El- Eliza. It's quiet uptown. The death of their son brought them. Hamilton's back endorsement of Jefferson in the presidential election of 1800 uh, for the song "The Election of 1800" results in further animosity between Hamilton and Burr, who challenges Hamilton to a duel via an exchange of letters. Yeah, you're, a b- dot you're, you're no, your obedient servant. A dot Ham. Hamilton writes his last letter in a rush while Eliza tells him to go back to bed. The best of wives and best of women is that song. Burr and Hamilton travel to New Jersey for the duel. During the duel, both Burr and Hamilton fire at each other t- at ten paces. When Hamilton uh, intentionally misses, throwing away his shot, Hamilton dies as a result. While Eliza Angelica at his, with Angelica and Eliza at his side, Burr laments the the events that though he has survived, he is cursed to remember be remembered as the villain who killed Hamilton for the song The World Was Not Enough. Um, the world is wide enough, excuse me. The musical uh, closes with a reflection on a historical memory showing how Eliza kept Hamilton's legacy alive. Who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And curtain. Jeez, there that is, was a lot. There is no curtain, but curtain. Okay. I hope we're going to talk about all that. And that was the end of the show. Nope, not <laughs> it. No, all right, bye guys. Woo, that was... That was so fast. <laughs> We're just going to get to the drink real quick and then we'll be done. We're hoping that you guys have seen the show so you know. What we hope they, they all seen all the shows before they do. Right, the, right, right. So um, we, can, we can talk about it or we can do the libation then discussion. I would be down for libations and discussions. Okay. Are you ready for that? <laughs> Is there a bucket? There's not a bucket. Then yes. Because <laughs> the show does not suck. Therefore, there's not so a bucket. So therefore, there's a trophy. Okay, so my libation is also chemistry because I feel like a smarty pants today. So when you were a kid, and not a kid, but when you are in school, if you did any kind of density columns... Are we going to get a STEM presentation? You are. Oh my gosh. So okay. you know, you do density columns. So you mm-hmm. have liquids that might take up the same mm-hmm. amount of mass, but some of them have molecules that are close together. They're more dense. Some have molecules that are larger. Like water so, and oil. So you can layer mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Obviously more of you, a black and tan. And but, if you <laughs> layer them properly... Oh, I was just going with science. I wasn't going with liquor. Yeah, so if you layer them properly, you have a beautiful density column. So pretty. I am making an America density column with alcohol. All cool. right. America. She has been drinking since 1030, so we'll see if it, if it works out. I 
practiced this at home before I came here. Thank you. <laughs> so I was see. worried. I was we'll totally see. worried. I was too drunk to do this. She's like, it's fine. I didn't practice all night. It's okay. I'm taking off my headphones for a minute. Okay. You know, that just changes what you can hear. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't change. What we can say. The, the viewers or the listeners. So let's talk about your, your, um, it's not cosplay. What did you, what did you call it? It's called Disney bound. Disney bound. You just e- explain that. colors. I've done this before. Yeah, but I don't think we've ever explained it to the audience. Um, I don't like spending lots of money on a costume I'm never going to wear again. So instead, I get pieces that look like the costumes like this. You're going to have to watch it on YouTube. This is like the cape. His cape has this design on it. So here we go. This is his hair. These are his pants. And these shoes are fancy. So they're like kingly shoes. So there you go. King George the Third. All right. So this is going to take a minute. So what do you know about King George the Third? Uh, he was mad. He went mad, which he does bring up in his songs. Uh, the very first one, he addressed that, uh, that if they leave, he'll go mad. And then he slowly went mad. He so did go mad. He did go mad. Uh, you could tell by his acting as well. Like each each time he came out, he was a little bit like the first time he was very um, like formal and professional looking and didn't move very much and had his cape and all of his fanciness and then the next time he came out he had one last piece and then the last time he came out he was just like out there and then he was like hysterically laughing and he was like I want to watch this time and <laughs> like he was on the stage so you could you could see in the way that he was done in the play to his an, level of madness there is an excellent movie and an excellent play called The Madness of King George oh that's a thing and is there a book? It's no, it's a play and a movie. Is there a script? Yeah, there's a script. The Madness of King George. The script. The play is called The Madness of King George the Third. The Madness of the King movie's George called The Madness III. of King George because uh, uh, producers felt that were worried that Americans would think that this was a third in a line of uh, movies, oh. and so they dropped the three, which Americans. is dumb but true. <laughs> um. It is an excellent, excellent movie yeah, um, about um, George's uh, madness and his recovery. Sort of. <laughs> Did he have syphilis or something? No, he had If a, my subjects would leave me, I would be mad too. I'll, I'll, They're my favorite I'll, uh, subject. I'll clarify this in the, because um, I'm doing this from memory because I, uh, I didn't put the, him in this, but he had um, a hereditary illness illness that made him made him just go nuts he saw hallucinations he thought the castle was flooding at one time he once talked it was he was talking to a tree at one time thinking it was the governor uh, the ambassador from germany germans <laughs> like trees um he um do they also also this, a, this affliction made him pee blue my pee was beautiful oh, right so <gasps> that was in the plate too <laughs> So blue. I wonder if that was intentional. I think it's more of him sad. Not I don't the, care. I don't think it was about his urine. It was a play on words. Play on words. Well, yeah, check out, check out yeah. the Madness of King George. It's a cool There's movie. There's a lot of little nuggets in the play, like the blue. That was intentional. I bet you it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I found... I found this. I, uh, the Madness of King George <laughs> the Third by Alan Bennett. Mm-hmm. 
It's paperback. I wonder if I can get it in a hardcover. The hardcover of that is $855, so we about to get a $12 paperback is what we're about to do. <laughs> a yes, please, add to cart. <laughs> $860 is stupid. Oh, if I got it today, it would be delivered on my birthday. Nice. Did you say $800 for a book? Hard for back. the hardcover. For the paperback, it was 12 It was $855. do not shortchange it. You, there was some change too, so let's say eight fifty six for a book <laughs> for the hardcover. That hardcover is made out of the tree that he thought was German. <laughs> That's what I'm saying right now. This German ambassador's tree. The tree, the German's tree. So, what liquor is in this? Uh, will you? Can you not talk while you're doing this? Will it distract I you? I can. No. Uh, so you layer. You start off with just grenadine on the bottom. Grenadine. That's a, that's a heavier liquid mm-hmm. because it's of deli- the sugar. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. Um, then your second layer is peach schnapps because it is white Ooh. and or clear rather. And then you top it with the blue curacao. Curacao is a fun word. My company curacao. has a casino at curacao. <laughs> I would also like it notated, friends, that I'm not wearing skates today because King George III did not wear skates and I commit. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, I hit my nose on the microphone. It's fine. (laughs) At least you're talking into it. Sometimes you just miss. I know. I've been doing a better job since I could hear it. Oh, look at how pretty that That is. That is a pretty shot. Delete this item. Someone should take pictures and I'll put them on the... I'll take a picture. Take a picture. I'll take a picture. I would, but my phone is using... I also need a napkin, probably. Uh, Those are over there. I got this. I'm going to (laughs) take off my headphones. Just so y'all know. Well, they can't hear you with your head. (laughs) That doesn't help. Hi, my curls. Your curls are good. 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 Pretty badass looking shots, aren't mm-hmm. they? If it, if the locked, it's I hope it is. Uh, Should I unlock it? Yeah, see, let's see. If not, this will be audio only. 1499. Yeah, we're not recording. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I hit it. Oh, they didn't get to see my walk. Oh, I made a mess with the curacao. Help me. <laughs> I need a napkin. I need a napkin. Mm. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Try to do a walk. <laughs> they say curacao likes to run, <laughs> run away. I'm so blue. I'm so glad you got this waterproof thing. Scotty is too. We it has were so much liquor on it at this point. The fancy tablecloth. Did anybody else notice that? Scotty did. Scotty noticed it. All right, one of these didn't like do right, so I'll drink that one. Just make sure we get a photo of it. Chemistry is hard, folks. 
Alright, get that photo. Okay, so the official recipe is in a tall shot glass. The tall one's not the regular size. It's one ounce of grenadine first, and then you slowly pour over a spoon peach schnapps, one ounce of peach schnapps, and then after that, very slowly pour over a spoon one ounce of the blue curacao. Also, the liquors have to be chilled. If they are not chilled, it will not layer. Oh, that's fun to know. Now we know. Chemistry. All right, let's pass around our drinks. We're having our beautiful America drinks. It is pretty. And a beef eater. That's well, fun. I mean, it's the only tall ones I have. <laughs> no, it's so funny. It's a, <laughs> I've got a Kahlua one, so it's, it's kinda, fine. No, it's just kind of... Oh, you have the Kahlua one. I've All got right. Shouza tequila gold. So, cheers. 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 America. What was that? <laughs> wow. It did something to like the back of my neck. Because you're, felt you're because you're King George, you don't like America. I don't it burns. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be back. <laughs> You'll be back. So how, how do you want to start a discussion? Um you went really fast the whole thing. So okay, so we're let's assume that our audience has seen the show. How about we start from the beginning? So, I love the fact that it started with a prelude, like a, like it goes through everything you're going to see. Oh, it tells the entire story yeah. before, like, whatever. And I think it's for the exact reason that you're talking about now. Like, it, there's a lot of information. So if you really, the first time you might miss it, people, uh, but after that, if you go back and watch it, the first part, everybody's just wearing white variations of dresses and formal wear. So they're all in the same color. stuff. Yes. Um, and then they just pretty much go through the whole thing. They're like, this happens. And then it ends with Burr saying that he was the bastard. Damn fool who shot yeah, him. the damn fool who shot him. And then, like, you go right into the play. But it was, I found that to be really fascinating that they structured it like that as a startup. So, yeah, the, the opening song covers 20 years of Alexander, Alexander Hamilton's life. There's so much that we could talk about. I mean, oh my it's gosh. Like we could talk about the purposeful casting. Which has been, been I mean, uh, a part of controversy as of late. Yeah, as of late. Okay, I, have a, I, don't, I haven't heard any of these Nobody things. Nobody had problems with it back when the show was running. Now it's, now Are you talking because like of the, like the black all, and white nature true, of the but, actors and but, actresses? But it, was it not? I didn't yeah. hear any problems about it, it until like recently. It wasn't, kind of it wasn't as vocal, but but now more people have seen it, so it became more vocal. We'll, That's fair. We'll talk about, the, con- we'll, we'll talk about the controversies at the, at the end of this, because I, okay. I did want to address them. Okay, cool. Um, but Y'all want to talk about that floor? The show is great. So oh my God, the floor really moved. That he, you know, he was inspired. He was on vacation, um, Lin Manuel, when he um, read this book. He's on vacation, and he, you know, picked up something to read, and what he picked up was Hamilton, which was Alexander Hamilton. Picked it up at the airport. Yeah, and um, read it while on vacation, and it inspired him to write this this particular, and and I think a lot of it was and. Um, 
after seeing some of the interviews is, you know, he's um, a minority, you know, mm-hmm. and his, his family immigrated to the United States. And um, technically, Hamilton's... Technically, no. because he is. No, he's, no, he's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican's in U.S. territory. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> He's a minority, though. Well, yeah, he's Latino, but yeah, yeah. but he's from, but he's from Puerto Rico. It's not like he's Whatever. he's not like yeah, he came from Bolivia. It came over. Here. I'm sorry. What's up, Hamilton? You Bolivian? Puerto Rican? Whatever. Yeah. It's still, you mm-hmm. know, he's a minority. But you know, Hamilton was was looked at, you know, as a minority. Will he do mm-hmm. any others? Do you he's think? He's done other shows. No, like which ones? In the, in the Heights was his first one. They won Tony's for that one too. I meant more like documentary styled shows, like shows based on real people. Yes, but maybe. I hope so. He was. He's doing a See, series right now on um, HBO. Yeah, the Dark Materials. It's amazing. Um, this originally didn't start out as a play. It started out as a concept album. Um, was going to do it as an, uh, just an album, which a lot of plays do. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, most famously, started right. as a comp- as a com- uh, uh, an album before it became, went to went to stage. He first performed um, what would become Alexander Hamilton at the uh, poetry reading at the White House and um, for the Obamas, yeah. and uh, that's on YouTube and it's phenomenal. It is really cool. The lyrics are a little different, but that's kind of fun to see. Proto Alexander Hamilton. It's also all done by him. Oh. So he does all the parts. Yeah. And before there were parts, I mean, I don't think he was. I mean, he wasn't that far into it when 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 they they had come. So it was really so it was really neat. He's like, yeah, I got this concept for you know do a, do a rap song about you know our first secretary treasury, <laughs> and just and that's what he did, and it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Very cool. I loved it. You guys know how I watch movies. Mm-hmm. If you don't, audience. Um, I don't very well watch movies, so usually I have to distract myself. Um, I'm just being honest right now. The first time I watched Hamilton, I barely looked away, and um, I, I do recognize, and I do apologize, Debbie wife. There were a couple times where I know she asked me a question, and I felt very irritated. <laughs> like, she was like, what is going on? Like Inside, I was like, are you not paying attention? It's right there. That's how everybody else around me has to feel when they watch movies, and I do apologize for that. Okay, but this uh, is okay. Again, this is different. This is theater, and you love theater. Oh my theater. gosh! It, yeah. I mean, it's theater. I didn't realize how much I missed it. And, so, and I mean, I knew I missed it, but it came on, and I, I promise you, I was glued. Like every time she talked to me, I would. So so. Um, hold Never that thought. I'll come back to you for that. I got the that. TV. When's the first time did you hear it? The first time I heard it. Oh God. Um, I. Th- I think I was doing Rock of Ages. How long? How many years ago was that? So it came out. Uh, the album came out in 2015. Right. So you're talking about the first time you heard the soundtrack? Yeah. First time. Because no one had seen it. No one. Right. No, yeah. yeah. So the first so. time I heard the soundtrack, I was doing Rock of Ages at JJP, and some of the younger um, um, ensemble for that show was playing it backstage, and I was like, "This." Is awesome you know and so that was the first time i heard hamilton rock of ages so that was i can't three years ago maybe four years ago when did i do rock of ages i don't know it's been a while ago i um i first heard it when i was in college i was finishing up uh, my undergrad and it that that last semester came extremely popular and me and my buddy carter mayner who's been on the star wars show with, with me before 
Um, hardcore fell for it. Just fell for it. Um, were, you, were you here for Rock of Ages? Yeah, I saw you in Rock of Ages. Okay, so you had just come back? Yeah, it had to be. It had to been that summer. Okay, so what in that long? Right. Um, is there a point in 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 the in the in the listening to it that you knew you liked it, like you knew that this was special? Oh, it, the first song. I'm not even gonna lie. The first song had me. The very opening number had me. I was. I was. I I I like I like the opening number. I like the first few numbers, and I enjoyed it. What won me over mm-hmm. that the genius of this song, the, this musical, was satisfied. The way the song "Satisfied" is structured mm-hmm. is amazing, especially that part in "Satisfied" when it it rewinds and goes into "Helpless." And when you have you know Eliza singing those, oh, I mean, ha- I get goosebumps now thinking think about mm-hmm. it. It is something I had never heard musically before in such a style, and such a you know time travel and music and or, or or memory and music the way it's done. Mm-hmm. And it's just from then on, I was like, this is a great show. And why I love Satisfied, it turned out not to be my favorite song, but it's 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 up there though. It's it's fabulous for you. Mm-hmm. Seeing it for the first time. Yes. Have you listened to it before? So I, when I was working on my bachelor's degree, it was near the end of it. So it had to have been. Last year? <laughs> n- no. The beginning. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like the beginning of 2019. Right. Um, I saw the clip. I had to watch it for school of um, Lynn doing the the thing. That video you were talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. The, with President Obama? Yes. Um, so I had to watch that. Um, either somebody posted it or it was like a discussion board or something. Um, and watch that. And that was when I became interested because everybody had talked about it. But I have never been someone that when a musical's soundtrack is released that I listen to it. Because to me, I would rather watch it being performed than listen to it. So I didn't actively ever try to get this soundtrack. Oh, I, I totally did. But for me, it's like, I know with my schedule, I can't. There's a lot of there's a lot of shows I'd love to go see. Yeah. I know I'm not going to be able to go do it. It's just I just can't connect things. with it. So I was, not because to me, it's a story. Like the soundtrack is a story. And I would like to see it. That that being said, I can listen to it now. Most shows and I've be fine. seen on stage, I, I knew the whole soundtrack before I saw the show. Mm-mm. So I had heard a song from the soundtrack. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like I hadn't. Because I did put it on my phone right. Like, right after I saw that clip. So, and then still never actively listened to it because I wasn't connected to it. So having seen it, what's the draw for you? Oh, God. The simplicity of it, but the depth so much that so the, they, the choreography is amazing and the purposeful choreography in the ensemble like the purposeful mm-hmm. it's like there's one one ensemble cast member oh we'll talk about that i got a whole thing about her okay the yeah. shot mm-hmm. okay anyway it's just genius the whole thing what's i'm saying like they didn't have to do a lot i mean like and things that happened that's the kind of stuff that has always been important to me, like scene changes and things like that. They should be incorporated in plays. You don't have to block them out. You don't have to pretend like they don't exist. And they did it so beautifully that it was just those moments were mesmerizing the way that they were incorporated in the songs. 
essentially what I meant by simplicity is that the songs and the way that the play was written was done so well that they didn't have to do much elsewhere. There were no scene changes. It's like they had props. Yeah. Well, was it, yeah, the their set, scene changes it, were just props. Yeah, there was no set changes, but there were scene changes. Yeah, there were no scene changes. There were no set changes at all. And having that group of people come out and do it was Sort of. There's a set change between Act 1 and Act 2. Well, okay. Yeah, there's that. But you because, know what I mean. Because the construction of the, the, the... When you look at the set, the set looks like a... Um, it's designed to look like a, 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 a colonial building under construction. Yeah. And then the walls in the back are only so high. And when they go to Act 2, they get higher because they've added to it. That as a, The idea is that the country is being built. Time is right. changing. Time is changing. The country is yeah. being built. And so. still, it's built a up. very simple set. Oh, yeah. It's an easy set, yeah. Two it's levels, just two levels and some stairs. And some rotating... Revolving floor. The, the floor, floor. is oh, amazing. My goodness. <sighs> when he's singing to Angelica and then she just floats away and he's still watching her and then Eliza just floats in his view. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> that so, whole thing. Ugh. So what's the draw what is the draw for you? Oh my gosh. Um Well number one, I don't like uh, I am not a traditionalist when it goes to Broadway. You know, I'm, I I love Broadway. I love musicals, but I'm not going to be, oh, my God, this I love these old shows, and I love the music from these old shows. I like that this is, this is hip-hop rap style music mm-hmm. on a Broadway show. I love that. I love the rhymes. I love the, um, the uh, rhythms of, mm-hmm. of the rhymes, and it's so purposeful, the way, the way that he does that, and it, and it just draws me in. Um, I think that the costuming was also very simple. Mm-hmm. The only people that had costume changes were like the the characters that that changed um, characters. Status which, changes for Hamilton too. Right, status mm-hmm. change. But you yeah, know Hamilton saying? changes like, lots of coats in the show. What I'm saying is like they're very <coughs> subtle they changes. Are. It's not like big big changes. Um, which I like because you don't need that. It's like they they focused on the story mm-hmm. and not not so much of everything else because you didn't need it. Um, I I love Lin Manuel. I think he's an absolute musical genius. Not a great singer, but I I didn't mind him. I didn't mind the fact that he no. wasn't on the same level with everybody no, else. No, though. right, right. He's a good singer. He's yeah. just not like that. But the cast is way better. That's and, right. And that's, and that's really where you, where you can see the discrepancy. He's great, but it's like then you've got you know Davy Diggs and you've got you know um, um, uh, Philippa Sue uh, and just it's just it's amazing. Uh, Chris Jackson is uh, Washington, uh, and it's just I mean. But he'll be the first to tell you that he's, he, you know, he's the yeah. weakest link in that. But I didn't mind it in in the viewpoint of the play, is what I'm saying. I like I like the fact no, that Hamilton's character wasn't on the same level as everybody else. It's like he was constantly on the outside level, even when it came to the singing. Well, I don't know. I didn't I mind it. What I liked about it is there is, it was simplistic in the way that they presented themselves on stage, where you were not distracted by crap you didn't need to be distracted by mm-hmm. you could focus on the story and it was just beautiful the it was beautiful was just absolutely beautiful um I don't know, it's just 
so much. I mean, I can't. And I, it's just everything, the subtleties, the subtleties, the, the purposefulness of who he casted for the parts. It's like there's a reason why David played Lafayette and then Thomas Jefferson. There's a reason why um, you've got Hercules Mulligan playing... Um, Madison. Madison. I mean, the, because those characters are connected in a way. There's a reason why John Lawrence is also Hamilton's son. You know, it's um, it's just ingenious. Mm-hmm. I am a. I love Revolutionary War history. I, which is funny because I'm Native American. And there's there's a there's a disconnect there, and um, but I have always been a just. As little, you know, being in the South. My family wasn't even here back then. But being, but being in the South, you know, there's a, a great push for Civil War history. Yes. Because we live in an area that actual Civil War battles had fought, and so there's a connection. I've never felt that connection. I was always more connected to what happened in, in the Revolutionary War. This, mm-hmm. this. It's amazing. It's a weird thing that weirdly happened and almost shouldn't have. My family didn't immigrate until the Civil War, so I get you. Right, it's, it's like it's hard to relate to, but but it's beautiful. I, it, it's the fight, fight for your. I mean, to fight to be your own country. There's that, I guess. <laughs> I but I think it's, I think it's fascinating how how fragile the 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 convention was and then and then of course the wars i mean the war lasted almost 10 years and uh all because of representation that which they should have had and um you know the, the taxes that were waging against the, the colonists were to pay for the wars to protect them but they didn't care they were just like you know we're not going to pay this and it's like wait a minute wait a minute wait, we did this for you would you rather have <laughs> us been still colonized by england no i just I, I mean i just think it's i just think it's interesting and um, it's, it's just a you know just looking back on history. So my draw to this was always oh look ha- Hamilton who who I was you know I, I knew about and studied beforehand and uh, but I like you know his story is interesting and um, uh, John Hancock's is very fascinating too because John Hancock's basically the Han Solo of the Revolutionary War <laughs> <laughs> smuggler baby <That's> right. <laughs> smuggling at Rome and uh, and then there's Washington who's who is. C- c- an interesting amalgam of just conflict and my favorite story for Washington before we go on is that um, during the the Continental Convention when they decided that they were going to have a Continental Army because they needed one because Massachusetts everybody had militias and so um, John Adams knew that they needed a southerner to lead this army and they're trying to figure because you know there's as of now there's always been this you know in this country this divide between north and south, and um, Virginia was being the largest and most wealthy of the colonies. But on the flip side, George Washington, who was a colonel in, in the British Army at the time, at the time but he had retired, um, came to the convention wearing his uniform every day, so he showed up for, for the part every day, knowing that he wanted it. Right. Like, dress for the job you want. Dress for the one. But his letters back home to his wife, Martha, was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with the honor that they bestowed upon me. You wanted the job. <laughs> Martha was probably reading them going, you wanted, the, you were telling me you want this gig. You now got it. But it's it's funny to me. Um, you ready for some trivia? Yes. Sure. 
Show's nearly three hours long. Yes, it is. I watched it six times. What is the average words per minute in the show? Oh, my God. I what? found this out. There's got to be... Per minute? Per minute. I would say 90. Because sometimes Angelica was like... Da, 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 da. I, would say, I would say 90. 90? She says 90. It's probably more than that. I'm being very... <laughs> very, very careful. What Do you know what like an average word per minute is like in a general sense or no but i i know for i know the answer for the i know Uh, for this show oh jesus um 75 i feel like it's like 200 but 144 words oh my gosh i was gonna say over 100 i was closer Uh, if this show was uh scaled down to the average uh word per minute per show the show would be four to six hours long jesus uh, uh, Goldsberry, who plays Angelica, she says 121 words in 24 seconds, and Angelica's fastest verse and satisfied. That's five words a second. It's amazing. I kind of want to do that. I don't know she I knocked do that. that out so well, too. What about Lafayette? He does really- so, in and in, in Guns and Ships stuff, he digs, delivers 19 words in three seconds. Were they all like two-letter words? No, they're big words. They're big words. See, I had the joy. I had the joy when I watched it last night. I watched it with subtitles. It's oh, all yeah. I've watched it with awesome subtitles. subtitles. I can't even like read that fast. Oh no, no, it's 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 not as fast. It's not as fast as you think it is. It's not. It, it's yeah. very read. It, so I, the first time I watched it, we watched it with subtitles, and then the next time I watched it, I was just watching it, uh-huh. and. It's amazing how much you miss if you don't use the subtitles because there are points where they go so fast and then they're all singing over each other that if you can read it while it's happening and it's not too fast, I definitely recommend doing it. You you get a whole different story because you miss out on some things just because it is so fast, but you can read them. It's not too fast. I found this fascinating because I'm a director Um, for blocking. uh, The director blocked Burr in straight lines because he uh, always waits for decisions. And uh, Hamilton is blocked in curves because he's looking at all possibilities. Oh, wow. Ooh. Go back and rewatch that one knowing that, and it's totally oh true. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, so. Now I need to watch it again. Yeah, because just, just, just to watch the blocking in it. It's just everything's purposeful. Oh, yeah. That's, I didn't know that, but I didn't pay attention. To- so Stephanie uh, brought this up first, and I paused her because I had more info on it. So uh, Ari- Ariana DeBose played uh uh she's an ensemble cast member the bullet and she's also known as the bullet uh the 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 bullet is a character that only that only interacts with characters who are about to die but also influences the actions to lead to another character's death here's some examples uh for instance the bullet shakes head and celebrates with john lawrence after they kill a redcoat during yorktown only to be revealed a few songs later that lawrence was killed shortly after fighting in by a redcoat uh, while in Blow Us All Away, she tells Phillips Hamilton where to find George Eaker and leads to the fatal duel, which would see Hamilton's sons die. Son die. Uh, but the bullet's most consistent interaction is with Alexander and Sam- Hamilton himself, such as when she stands by his side in Ten Dual Commandments as a foreboding line, in, in, uh, line is sung, pick up a place to die where you're high and dry. She's uh, why they call her the bullet during the duel. She is the bullet that, that's launched from Aaron Burr, and she's kind of holds her fingers and, and moves closer to. Um, she does Hamilton. foreshadow that in the beginning. Oh yeah, she's when the bullet so misses him cool in the very beginning. So um, a little bit on Eliza. 
1806, a group of prominent female philanthropists uh, who were members of the New York City Society f- for the Relief of the Poor Widows and Small, ch- and small Children, and this included Isabella Graham, uh, Graham's daughter, Joanna uh, Bethune, and their friend, Eliza- Elizabeth Eliza Sh- uh, Schuyler Hamilton, founded the Orphan Asylum Society in New York City, the first private or- orphanage in New York City. The society housed uh, its first six orphans in a rented frame house, uh, which is now on Barrow Street in the Greenwich Village. But the orphans quickly expanded to accommodate orphanage, not the orphans. The orphanage quickly, <laughs> the orphans expanded. The orphanage quickly expanded to accommodate many more children in a building on Bank Street. In 1821, Eliza was named the first directress, directress, um, also known as president, of the orphanage, a, a position she held until 1848. The orphanage survives into present day as the Graham Wyndham uh, Soci- uh, a Social Services Agency for New York area children and families. Oh, cool. That is awesome. So it's been there. Yeah, for, it is. Uh, I f- think we talked about this a little bit, but the performance of the original Hamilton cast, probably Case of Hamilton was filmed in, uh, filmed two weeks before the original departed the show. It was filmed over three days. It was supposed to be uh, spliced into a documentary, Hamilton's America in 2016. In the 2016 book Hamilton the Revolution, Lin-Manuel writes that the character of King George III in his musical Hamilton was heavily influenced by the portrayal of George III in the 2008 HBO miniseries John Adams, starring Paul Giamatti, which I just watched in the last two I days. Seen that. It's, I haven't it's wonderful. John Adams. <laughs> as Adams and Tom Holland, uh, uh, Giamatti as Adams luck. and Tom Hollander as the king, Miranda says that, that he especially had in mind the scene in which Adams meets the king, which he wrote, wrote the lyrics for King George III's song, I Know Him. Uh, John goes, oh, I know him. That can't be. Uh, that's the little guy who spoke to me all those years ago when it was eighty-five. Regarding these letters, Miranda writes, "I was just taking it. Uh, I was taking it as given that everyone watched the John Adams miniseries on HBO. The scene between Adams and King George is uh, in that film is his favorite scene in the whole series, and it's wonderful because it's the first. You know, Adams was the first ambassador to England after the war. Yeah, and so." He has to go meet you know King George the Third, and it's and awkward. Like, hey, it's real awkward. How's it going? But it's awkward and uncomfortable, but it works out. Yeah. And um, uh, then uh, when he gets back, all the papers hate him. Mm-hmm. Hate John Adams. John Adams is a curmudgeon and and somewhat misunderstood. How he became president <laughs> is a miracle. Uh, John Adams, he was respected. He was real respected. Um, I'm just like <laughs> he. So without Adams, there's no there's no uh, Declaration of Independence. Right. Jefferson writes it, um, um, but he Adam Adams is the one. Well, Adams and Franklin is the one who get gets Adam Jefferson to write it. And so um, Adams' star shines really during the Constitutional Convention. He's a wonderful diplomat overseas. He he's helped craft the Treaty of Paris, which was the pair, the uh, treaty between the United States and Britain, Britain and the, the concession, you know, that ended the war, but the concession was that Britain has to understand that and has to recognize the United States of America as a power, as mm-hmm. its own independent nation. And that's what they were fighting for. And that's what they got. So I, Adams, Adams is a, he's, he's, he's a tough dude. He wasn't very. It wasn't very very light, but he was respected enough. He was. I mean, he was Washington's vice president of, uh, because he came in second for the first right. the first three elections. Yeah, when Jefferson got to be president, <laughs> right? He was like, no, 
Well, see, but Burr was Jefferson, Jefferson's vice president for a while. Right. He was. And so when he ran for election, they changed the rules so he could yeah. have a running mate. Uh, of course, Burr was, wasn't, knew that was coming, so he, he ran for um, the governorship of uh, New York City and lost. And that's when Hamilton wrote the bad things about him. And that's when the duel happened. It didn't happen during the um, right. the uh, the presidency the presidency thing. No, it happened for his. But for story's sake, you say you made more yeah. sense. But in there, a, so also there was more than likely not a love triangle between the Schuyler sisters and Hamilton because Angelica was already married and had children by the time Hamilton had met Eliza. Right, she used to love it. Look at them eyes. Um, there's a big miss. There's a big myth, and mostly I think because of the Reynolds pamphlet yeah. that um, Hamilton was um, um, a womanizer. Because he was named after that feral cat. Not true. <laughs> he said it was true. <laughs> of course, Liar. he said it was true. Isn't it? Not true. Martha Washington never named her cat after Alexander Hamilton. Not true. But that's part of the myth. I mean, it's part of the myth that you know Hamilton's as womanizer. Many his stories are like, no, nah, they're not really. There's there there's the infidelity during the you know with uh, Maria Reynolds, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's funny about that too. And I, I I don't know if I cover this in, 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 in no I looked her up, but I, so here's what's funny about that. Uh, Maria divorced her husband. Okay. She divorced her husband. Who, who was her lawyer? Wait, the husband was a lawyer. No, who was her lawyer? Was it, was it Hamilton? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Who, uh, Hamilton was her oh, lawyer. Hamilton was her lawyer. No, Aaron Burr. Burr. Oh Aaron my gosh. So Aaron Burr. I mean, there's no way. There's no way that Aaron Burr didn't know about about the affair before the Reynolds pamphlet. Are you kidding me? No, and uh, back then there's a there's a thing about so like the play makes the Reynolds pamphlet bigger than it is, and it, the Reynolds pamphlet was scandalous. It was like a penthouse letter. Have you ever read it? It's 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 almost no, like I read it. oh yeah, it's online. You can read it, and it's it's and he was literally just saying, "Hey, I didn't I I didn't commit treason. I only spent my own money, but this is why I did it." And was like, "Yeah, she, you know, we had her at the you know had, had her at the house when my wife was away with her family, you know, and yeah. when and a lot of times with her husband knowing. I mean, just but it, it was scandalous and lewd for 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 the era and was you know it was very much talking it didn't ruin hamilton's career like it kind of shows that it does in the play what really did was he wrote this terrible terrible opinion about john adams which ruined john adams second second uh, chance to become president again and uh so cuz he teamed up with jefferson to do it and, ironically uh <laughs> And so that's what really ended Hamilton's political career. Just crushed it. Because Hamilton wanted, you know, during John Adams' uh, administration, we almost went to war with France. Um, Because uh, the French was going through the terror. They're they're a French Revolution. They'd killed Louis. They've uh, they were they they had people over here, French people over living in America, trying to recruit Americans to go fight this war. Washington was like, no, we can't do that. that's the rap battle. The rap battles talks talks about it, but that carries on into Adams' administration, and it's it's really possibly one that whole French connection thing um, is possibly one of the reasons why Washington didn't go for a third term. He could have. He could have been president for life. And there's a couple of things he he said that he didn't want to set the precedence that it was a job you had for life. Mm-hmm. Also, he hated the press and how the press was just hammering him right. about the French because America wanted to go go to war and help the French and, and go to war with England and help the French. It was crazy how bad it was. 
but they stay neutral because we just got to have a revolution. We don't really have an army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it comes to Adams. Adams trying to keep things quiet and keep, keep things going. Uh, he has to raise an army. He's going to get Washington up to head it. But Washington is 67 years old by then and dying. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, not dying, but he's old. He's, that is old. <laughs> he's, old yeah, he's old for them. And then uh, so yeah, he's going to be he's commander in name only, but not like he wasn't going to ever take the field. And right. he, he worked on some plans, He but he, he deferred to Hamilton. Hamilton was the commander of that army. Mm-hmm. And then Adams took it away. <laughs> Because we didn't have to go to war and made uh, Hamilton mad. And uh, that's what ended his career. So, fun things. Interesting. Uh, Lynn Monroe Brown stated in early drafts of the script uh, had a scene featuring John Adams and Benjamin Franklin. As he thought it was important that to be included to the show due to their reports of founding fathers, he decided to cut the scene when uh, realized... Uh, going over the ocean twice, pull focus both from Hamilton and the rest of the and the rising United States. The scene was to take place in France, where Adam and Franklin were living at the time. So it was easier just to go to England to do King George the Third instead of going. Oh, and we're also going to France, to talk to Franklin and Adam. Yeah. Uh, in the end, both characters were cut from the final draft. Uh, uh, Manuel Miranda said the show was uh, about Hamilton, not the founding fathers. It was. That's um, fair. Uh, so when Lynn Miranda was planning on having a Benjamin Franklin in the show, he wrote lyrics to a song for a scene, but never any music. As he removed Franklin from the script early in the writing process, he thought the lyrics sounded uh, uh, like a song by the Decemberists. So he sent the lyrics over to them and said if they were interested, they could m- put music to them. The Decemberists, Decemberists wrote music to the lyrics and sent them to Manuel Miranda, who loved the song. Together they collaborated, and now you can get the song on uh, iTunes and Amazon. What's the name of it? I have to go find it because I didn't... Because I'm trying to do that now. wasn't in the thing because I, I was going to listen to it. But. Would it be under the Decemberists? Probably. Uno momento. Decemberist Hamilton song. That's a interesting looking bunch. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting little band. Okay, Ben Franklin song. I got it. Damn, you're so fast. Sadly, I can't play it right now. What's it called? Podcast. Is it called Ben Franklin song? Or it's was it called Ben Franklin song? Cool. I'll uh, I'll I'll put I'll put a link to it. All right. So let's talk about the controversy. Let's do yeah. it. So um, the show has been overwhelmingly popular, and has been since it's. And, uh, since it came out, off since this was on off Broadway, it gonna, it's, it's huge. Uh, but it was not without its critics. Um, a lot of the critics said things like uh, it it ignored Hamilton's stance on slavery and made him out like an abolitionist. I don't agree to that. Um, also, it, it neglected to talk about. His feelings about Native Americans. I have lots of thoughts about that because it's going to surprise all of you. Okay, so here's here's my thoughts on that. Okay. In the 1700s, colonial English and um, then then would be Americans looked at Native Americans as savages, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So that was the contemporary thought of the day. So it doesn't surprise me that Alexander Hamilton thought the same thing. Am I offended? No. It's he only knew what he knew. Yeah. Slavery the same way. Slavery's slavery is. A, you know, a terrible thing, but it's 
it's weirdly handled in the United States. So then, you know, there was that divide between the North and the South, even in slavery by, by, by the, as in the discussion, in the rap battle between Jefferson and, right. you know, uh, you know, who we know who really is doing the planting. Hamilton dealt in slaves at, at his life. He, part of his, part of his many jobs, and he knew, you know, he's he didn't own them, but he he didn't own them, but he dealt he dealt with he did he dealt with them, and you know, and helped process them. And so, it's bad. But none of the founding fathers, none of them, not a one of them, don't have a stain on their hands. Right, every none of them, of them, every one of them, and so. And if it weren't for the founding fathers, we wouldn't have the country that we live in. Right. The only the only criticism that I, I, I tend to agree with about Hamilton and a lot of works that you know Hamilton, John Adams, the the shows, the the, the right. works, is that they're it perpetuates the myths of the founding fathers. They are important, but they're not sole there's a lot of people under them that help make this happen. That, right, that's, right, right. Mm-hmm. They're not both, the only right, ones that women People of color, Native Americans, slaves, those stories are not, are not are not known or told. We focus on the founding fathers. Founding, founding fathers. Uh, you know, would I like that to change? Sure, I'd like to hear everybody's story because if America's truly the melting pot, we should hear everybody's story. If we'll get it, well, I don't know, because a lot of that stuff's lost to history. But it, so for me, being a person of color and a Native American, I understand where people are coming from, but to me, Hamilton's Hamilton's not a historic accuracy accurate play. It's fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Right. It's fan That's fiction. Exactly what it is. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it being fan fiction. Um, if it inspires children to go read about the founding of this country, so that's great. Yeah. And, you know, that that's amazing. And especially if it helps people of color who normally wouldn't wouldn't get these lessons. And can look and see how complicated it was because it was complicated. So I mean, it's a it's deep, it, Scotty. Well, it's an issue that I mean, in the in the original Declaration of Independence, there's lines about slavery. The Southern states wanted to remove wanted to remove or they wouldn't vote for it. And it's famously said that the independence, the 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 right to independence was not the fight for emancipation. They'd get to it later, and they did, but they got to it like a hundred years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so there's that. It's, I, I, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are about it, but that's, I just wanted to let everyone uh, know because I mean, there are, there is some controversy out there, but I, as it's okay to be woke, right? It's great to be woke. Sometimes you can be woke to be woke sake. And I think a lot of that's woke to be woke sake. Oh, this is cool. Let's be woke. Wait, well, yeah. Well, why are you woke? Because these other people are woke. What do you, what you don't, you don't know what you're fighting for. You're just, you're just parroting what you hear. Learn something. Sounds like Burr. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's fighting for. He's fighting to be in the room where it happens. There you go. I like Burr because he's cautious. I mean, my favorite, my favorite Act One song though is "Wait for It." There's this. I do like that song with the mm-hmm. the pauses, like when he, you know, before he says the chorus. There's he waits to sing right. it. Oh, it's great! It's those little nuances that are fun. Mm-hmm. I like Burn in second act. Oh, I'll cry every time. I cry like a baby when Burn happens. I'm just. A line that uh, found you in Icarus. You're getting close to the sun. I'm just like, oh, you found him in Icarus. <laughs> You're so sensitive. I am. I am. Did you know that apparently Hamilton died today? No. Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, online it says today. The 11th. Today's the 12th, right? Where'd you find that? What? He died the next 
Oh, I, he was shot. I'm sorry. Oh, you're right. He was shot on the 11th. Derby wife. Shot so he died today. Yeah, he died. So he died as a recording. 12th. That's right. He was shot yesterday. It's like a couple hundred years ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, <laughs> Ch- that's kind of neat that we're recording it on the same day. <laughs> Coincidental that he died. too, actually. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys know who the first casualty was of the American Revolution? Do you remember? I know. Don't. Let me see if she. Oh n- no. You don't. No, I'm terrible with history. Do you know how much goes on in my brain? I don't have time for names or dates. I, I think this is interesting. I also think that it, w- it was interesting it wasn't touched upon. I kind of thought it would have been touched upon. No, nah, it wasn't because I didn't really. Uh, the, Hamilton, Hamilton focuses on the revolution in New York, not the revolution in Massachusetts. Uh, okay, that's right. Was it a witch? Was yeah. it a Salem witch? <laughs> that was 100 years before. <laughs> it was a man of color, actually. Uh, Christmas Atkins. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, that was during the. Um, the shot. Around the world. world, so that was oh. so that's pre that's pre revolution, but it's it called the Boston Massacre. Yeah, the Boston Massacre is, um, which was it, it was what was considered what started the Revolutionary War. There was a there, so uh, it happened uh, in um, Boston, I think. It was, I think it was, it's yeah. Oh, yeah, Boston Massacre. You said Boston to the Boston Massacre. My brain didn't work. So there's a bunch of people. They didn't like the the. Uh, British being there, and because again they were taxed to death, they were Boston Tea Party. They didn't mm-hmm. have they didn't have representation, and so all the people were riled up, and so they were harassing um, soldiers, and uh, one of them accidentally shot, and uh, it caused a ruckus. Um, a ruckus. And, yeah, and so uh, the soldiers were arrested for uh, uh, for murder. Um, who defended them? Oh, I don't know that one. Was it Burr? No. Was it George Washington? No, Burr, Burr was it? Burr, Burr was in. At this time, would have been probably in Princeton. Yeah. So was it George Washington? Washington was a general. He's not, he was not a politician. Oh, John right. Adams. Yeah, John Adams. John, John oh, Adams. I got it right. Adams. I said Adams. Adams. Boston, Trivia. You know, John Adams um, beer. Everybody was acquitted except okay. two. Two soldiers were uh, found guilty of manslaughter and had their thumbs branded. What is, well, that's all that they just had their thumbs like branded. Yeah, because it was, yeah, it was manslaughter, not murder. Okay. That's an interesting way to handle that. I know way too damn much about history. You do. It's like movie, <laughs> movies and history. Yeah, so. Cool. I love history. Uh, speaking of history, uh, I did this for everybody. Okay. What do we do? Uh, do you want to find out what happened to some of the um, characters? Sure. Uh, in real life? Tell us what happened yes. to them in real life. So these are all about deaths. Let me guess. <laughs> Hamilton died. Yeah, Hamilton died. So we know how we on July twelfth. So we know we know Hamilton's death. But um, <laughs> let's start with the president of our country, the first president, George Washington. He died after getting a severe throat infection in the winter of seventeen ninety nine. His doctors tried everything, including bloodletting, and finally George told them to leave, saying, "Doctor, I die hard, but I'm not afraid to go." He died the next day with Martha by his side. His last words were, "'Tis well." Side note, he instructed his private secretary to wait three days to bury him. Why? Why? In case to, he came back alive? To make sure he was dead. Oh, gosh. That was a big problem back then. They, As, they thought they were dead at their burying and they, they, were, burying, yeah. and they yeah. weren't dead? No, seriously, have you heard the term saved by the bell? Yes. Do you know where it came, comes from? No. When, back in the day, during the same time, when people were buried, they would tie a string to their wrist hands or whatever and put a bell on top like of the grave so if they're alive they could they would move and ring the bell (laughs) so they could be unburied thinking about it now it's like come on guys not again 
the vampire myth is also um, added on by this because uh, people were, who were suspected by vampires, depending on how they died, when they dug them up, they would find claw marks on the top of the... Because they probably mm. did bury them, them alive. alive. Right. Right. Oh, wow. right. So, yeah, that, that's tragic. So, yeah. uh, Washington's death was painful. He just, but it's also his kind of his fault, I guess, because he went out like surveying his land. It was raining. He showed back up after, didn't change clothes or warm up. He wouldn't have dinner and then got his throat infection. And there was no antibiotics back then. They yeah. didn't know where to strain it. They're just like, the, the best that thing they had was like, we're just going to cut you open and let you bleed. And which, kind of work it got rid of some of the toxins yeah. but you know depending on how deep it was in there um it sucks to fight in a war let's talk right. be a president let's, let's talk about aaron burr all right sir he had a rough time afterwards too uh as i mentioned before he ran for governor of uh, new york lost hamilton said some bad words and that's what led to the duel but did you know he's most famous for uh, the second most famous thing he's for so the first most famous thing he's for is the duel do you know what the second is Oh, I know this, but... Is it being the lawyer to the mistress? No, but... No, he traveled somewhere. Oh, I honestly didn't even know the, the name Aaron Burr until I watched the play. I am so sorry for you. You guys got to understand, I moved a lot. No, I no, didn't I, learn no. so much stuff. No, it's okay. I, this, is, yeah. this is great. This is why. So what did he do? I can't um, he was uh, accused of treason. <laughs> what? Oh, After he tried to do it to him. Yeah, he's accused of treason. This is what he's most famous for. Like, like the duel and then the, the treason. Ah, duel right. first, though. But he left New York. Yeah, he left New York. He went west to the new Louisiana Territory. Right. Where he raised an army to attack Mexico and declare himself king. Oh, <gasps> yeah. I remember oh, that. he finally found something to fight for. <laughs> oh, Burr. <laughs> It was the wrong thing, mind you, but okay. His army was eight people. Let's not get you And before this was all stopped, um, Jefferson, who hated Burr, um, found out about this, and so it was like, "Well, that's treasonous. So you can't ra- can't raise an army and go conquer another. You can't do that. That's against the law. You can't be king of Mexico. You can't I'm be Mexico. You can't do it. So, Burr? so um, Burr was on the run. Guess where he was captured? Mexico, North Alabama. Really? Yeah. It was, huh. it was it, gotcha, it's, it's uh it was still Mississippi we were still Mississippi territory back then. But uh yeah, north 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 part of the state was Castro. Uh however, um do you do you know how you how you're convicted of treason? How you're convicted? Yeah, right. they just announce it. No, like mean, like the the constitution's very specific about treason. Specific okay. or super you have to have two witnesses to accuse you. Is that it? Or you have to have a confession. Okay. So if two people don't say they saw it. Right. So what constitutes treason? Because, and the only reason why I'm asking, because I see Because she wants of, to commit some. <laughs> no. It's like, I see a lot, right now, you know, our country's at a little bit of unrest, and I see little people speaking out against the country. So what is, what is considered treasonous? Anything that could potentially damage the country. So as a as a U.S. citizen, if you directly worked with terrorists to bomb something or financially aided someone to harm the country, those things are treasonous. Okay. Speaking out against it is not. Burning not flags, speaking, speaking in, out. Nah, so burning flags yeah. actually protected by the Constitution. That was uh, in the 90s. Okay. Supreme Court. I mean, that's fine. But I was just wondering because it's like, I'm like, 
I hope nobody gets in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, no, you next? you've got to do you you have to do something that's you have to do bigger stuff. Bigger stuff that is a serious threat to this country. All right, people, work like, harder. Like trying to take over Mexico by naming yourself king. I've always wanted to be king of Mexico. Mexico. If I'm going to be king of something, I'm going to pick a better country than Mexico. No offense, Mexico. You have some beautiful beaches. I have... Oh, this is back in like Spanish Mexico when you had like gold and all that stuff. Yeah, it's like... But right now, it's like, I don't don't want to be king of Mexico. It's interesting that he would declare himself king and not president. Like he wanted to to rule for life. Person, monarchist. A lot of... you'll, You'll find a lot of founding fighters were kind of... Hamilton's kind of a monarchist too. I think I think Hamilton would have liked a constitutional monarchy um, with Washington as king, and Washington could have set. I mean, could have set up that way. But that's where they came from too. Right. That's what. Right. They, that's what so they that's knew. what they knew. What they knew. Um, I mean, Adams has a John Adams has a whole big thing about um, what do you call the president, and wasted Congress's time trying to figure out a title for president for the president. So why not president? No, no, no. That's the ty- That's the name of the job. But wh- how do you address the president? So they president. were. He was like, "No, do you know? I know I'm no, but do you know? Do you know how you address the president, Mr. President? Mr. President, Mr. President. Yeah. Um. Bef- before, but Adams was like, "Your Majesty, the President, His High Ex- Excellency, the President." I mean, there, there's like a lot of kind of kingly. Kingly things, titles. Yeah. titles he wanted to bestow. But not right. There's a difference between Washington nut, kick that in the nuts. No, Mr. President's fine. I think there's. I mean, there's a big difference between royalty and and being president, being an, an elected official. Oh, of course, of course. It's like you can't. You're not His Royal Highness the President. I'm sorry, you weren't born into the presidency. We elected you. You're Mr. President. So um, back to Burr real quick. So Burr was acquitted even with the weight of the Jefferson administration against him, mainly because of the guy who wrote the letter to Jefferson saying that that was Burr's confession was written in his own hand. And so there's like, Burr didn't write this. <laughs> and so that helped. Uh, he returned to New York, married for the fourth time, but used his wife's money on bad land speculation, and she divorced him. Oh, God. Her lawyer was Alexander Hamilton Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> was that the third kid? They had like five they kids. Did kids. they? Yeah, they had a lot of they kids. They had many kids. They had a lot of kids. For some reason, I thought like, they only had like, three. Like Philip, yeah. when Philip sings about it, he wants a brother, he already had two. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you tall nine-year-old. Fan fiction. He was the tallest nine-year-old ever. Fan fiction. <laughs> like, look at that nine-year-old. Oh, my gosh. He fought in a war. I will <laughs> say, they did a good job of making him appear to be a different person. Yeah. Because it, it took me a second. Like... Just a second, but they, he does a good job. He changes his voice, the way that he dresses, the way his posture is. They well, do they a good all, job. Of, they all really change. Oh yeah, their, for sure. Their whole mannerism. There's that, not a confusion of wait, are we talking to his friend or his son? Yeah. Like you don't have that moment. They did a good job with that. Um, Aaron Burr died in 1936 of complications of a stroke he had two Listen years to later. Me, it's 1836. Yeah, yeah, sorry, 18. Sorry, he died in 1836 of complications of a stroke he had two years earlier. His daughter, Theodosia. Theodosia became widely known for her education and accomplishments. In 1801, she married Joseph Alston of South Carolina. They had a son together, Aaron Burr Alston, who died of fever at age 10. Oh, my gosh. Well, that happened a lot. So, um, uh, Sorry, I scroll down too far. During the winter of 1812 or 1813, depending on what you're looking at, Theodosia was lost at sea with the schooner 
the Patriot uh, off of the Carolinas. Either she was murdered by parrots, uh, pirates. Parrots. Parrots. She was murdered by pirates. She was married by par- pirate parrots or <laughs> ship- shipwrecked in a storm. What if she was just taken by parrots? <laughs> what if she were just taken by pirates and became a pirate bride? Or a pirate herself? That could have happened. Yeah, could have. You don't know. Um, she could have been Thomas, in the Caribbean drinking that rum. Thomas Jefferson served two years as president. After his presidency, he founded the University of Virginia. Here's the most interesting thing about post uh, Thomas Jefferson, minus you know, Sally and and the many right. many children that he he fathered with his slave. Um, oh, yeah, he loved him which Sally. which also came out in scandal. The same the the uh, James Callender released that scandal into the press. But like even back then, they knew about it. Uh, the same guy who 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 uh, broke the scandal before the Reynolds paper, the Reynolds papon in the press before it right. went out. So funny enough. During the last hours of his life, he was accompanied by his family and uh, members and friends. Jefferson died on July 4th, um, really? yeah, uh, 1825 at um, 1250 p.m. at the age of 30, uh, 83, the same day as the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. His last words were, no doctor, nothing more, refusing laud- laudanum from the physician. But his final significant words were are often cited as, is it the fourth or this is the fourth? When John Adams died the same day, his last words included an acknowledgement of his longtime friend and rival, Thomas Jefferson, saying Thomas Jefferson survives, though Adams wasn't unaware that Jefferson had died several hours before. They died Aww. on the same day. On the 50th anniversary of the uh, Declaration of Independence. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, though Adams wasn't aware that Jefferson had died before. The sitting president was Adams' son, John Quincy Adams. And he called the coincidence of the death the nation's, on the nation's anniversary a visible and palpable remark of divine favor. favor. Hmm. And lastly, because it's Anne Peggy. Anne Peggy. Anne Peggy. It's like barely mentioned in the show. Peggy Schuyler uh, became ill in 1799. So during the time of the right. play. Her condition worsened during the winter of 1801, 1800-1801, and she died on March 14, 1801. According to Rod Turnow, Alexander Hamilton was in Albany for legal business when her health declined. Hamilton visited her bedside often and kept Eliza posted on her developments. When Hamilton finished his court work, Peggy asked him to stay for a few days, and he complied with her wishes. In mid-March, Hamilton had to send Eliza a somber note. On Saturday, my dear Eliza, your sister took leave of her suffering and friends. I trust to find repose and happiness in a better country. Where was Liza? Back in New York. Okay. So, and that's what happened to Peggy. That's why Peggy's no longer mentioned because she dies between Act 1 and Act 2, really. Yeah. Aww. (laughs) All right. Poor Peggy. So that's good. You know, and you know, there's no box office or anything, so we're not doing that today. But I, I wanted to end with like, what happened to these people? So it's fast. That's fun. And then we talked about King George. George, uh, George went mad. He did go mad. He, he did go mad and slightly recovered. Yes, he did. Um, kind of. He sort of recovered. blue. People oh. left me. They were my favorite subject. Lafayette's really interesting too, real quick, to cover him. Yeah, cover um, Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette uh, went back to France. Uh, he was a no. So Lafayette's family's rich. He was noble. And so in, in Lafayette's family tradition, you went into the military. So he was made an officer at 14. 
Jeez. And then he went That's to That's McKenzie. Right. One year older than McKenzie. Yes. Right. And he, he's, an, he made, he's made an officer. He's a junior officer, but he's working with another. A lot of times oh that, that stuff happens. Your 14 year old would go apprentice to somebody. In the military, you just, you're, if you're rich, you're, you're a younger officer to, and you learn the military from a, a bigger guy. So when, basically, when he's 17, he goes to America to make a name for himself in, the, in, the, in this war. That's happening. And he does. He does. He goes back to France, helps uh, meets Thomas Jefferson in France because Jefferson was the uh, ambassador to France. Uh, they became close friends, and then when the the revolution that was happening in France, that when the right before the terror, um, they wrote Thomas Jefferson and him wrote um, the 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 French equivalent of the Declaration of Independence. It was like the rights of man and nature. I think that's what it's called. I'm not Don't quote me on that. I've got that wrong. It's just trying to do this from memory. Something like that. And so uh, Jefferson goes back. All this stuff happens with America and France. Um, the, uh, the, the terror is weird. And Lafayette's popular enough to keep his head out of the guillotine. That's great. Uh, <laughs> he goes to Austria, is ended up imprisoned for him and his wife for five years. Um, Angelica and her husband in England right. tried to get him out, got his wife out, and sent her his wife and her son, um, uh, who he named George Washington. Oh, that's crazy! Uh, and they went, but well, they stayed in America. Um, Napoleon gets um, when Napoleon comes to power, he gets Lafayette out. Uh, Lafayette stays in Germany. His family comes back to him in Germany, and then there's France is all worried about. Lafayette starting trouble again, and so they don't give him a passport. They don't let him back in the country. They, you know, he's basically living in exile, and so they have to do a lot of hard work to get him back in France. Back in France, and they do, and of course he does cause trouble because <laughs> France is becoming a monarchy again. They fall against a monarchy, got rid of their monarchy. Then Napoleon shows up and declares himself emperor, and then after that was Charles the but um, Aaron Burr couldn't do it. Right, Aaron Burr couldn't do it, and so it's because he went with King. He should just showed up with Emperor. There's a neat thing that that. You know, after, and I think this is during, um, it's got to be during um, John Quincy Adams' um, presidency. I think it's when it is. Uh, Lafayette returns to America, and he's a hero. He's, I mean, um, Fayetteville, North, um, South Carolina is named after Lafayette. Interesting. Yeah, there's there's lots of Lafayette, especially in the North and stuff. We, America didn't have monuments. Right. America didn't believe in monuments. It was a thing. We, we, the idea of the country was not to build statues of people. Lafayette shows up and they're like, yeah, we got to start doing that. And so Lafayette being a mason, they, they built a lot of buildings and he laid a lot of cornerstones while he was on this journey. A lot of the founding fathers were mason. Yeah, that's a big, it was a big it was deal a for thing. them. It's a big, it was a thing. Washington's one too. Which, you know, anyway, but they laid the cornerstones of all these these buildings and stuff. Um, the reason why Independence Hall in F- Philadelphia is still standing is because they needed a place to welcome Lafayette when he got there. Otherwise, it would have been torn down. So they were innovated because he showed up. Oh wow! Uh, he stayed with Jefferson for some time. Uh, he met with John Adams. He met with Madison, and he stayed for a while. And then went back to went back to France. Uh, when Napoleon was kicked out, he tried to negotiate to have Napoleon exiled to America instead of Alba. Oh God! And so, give give Napoleon to America. <laughs> it just stays ass in Louisiana territory, I guess. I don't know, yeah. but yeah. So that's that's less left yet. He died uh, died peacefully. Uh, he was when he came when he came over back to America. He scooped up soil from Bunker Hill, so he could have soul from America buried on top of him. Oh, 
That's he, cute. He was devout. He, you know, yeah. He was, he was a devout Frenchman. I mean, he was loved his country, but he respected America enough to. He loved America. He loved he, America. He did. He did love America. And they loved him. But God. So. That's so cute. I wonder if he ever came this way because, you know, we were basically owned by the French here in Mobile. Well, I don't think he made this far south. I think far south he made was Georgia. He tried to get everywhere, but I don't you know. The terror. Because by then you couldn't go, you couldn't go too far south, uh, Georgia, because you couldn't run into Spanish Florida, and that was trouble. Right. Don't want to do that. Mm. But back then, here you were back in French land. Mm-hmm. No, I think we were still in the Mississippi Territory back then. Because we're we're different. Because I mean, they're from, we have French influence. Don't get me wrong, but I think we were Mississippi Territory. I think America had us. We hadn't figured out what they were going to do with us. <laughs> Sounds about right for Alabama. Usually. Mm-hmm. Like What's about Mobile itself? Because it was it was like a French port for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, that's why the French influence is here in the city. That's why it looks like New Orleans in places. Right, New, we Orleans. New Orleans. Yes, we were going to be founded in New Orleans. I have a whole story about that, but that's about like before when we do the Mobile musical because so our moved. Mobile movie. Well, we could do Mobile the musical because there's a lot tied in with France and the whole. <laughs> History. Anyway, watch the list. But well, like I said, that's all I had. I just wanted to. End, I just wanted to let y'all know what happened to those folks. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank for you. History lesson. Hope it's I didn't nice. bore you. I was trying to find some interesting stuff. No, that was interesting. It was a good play. Final thoughts. I'm gonna watch it again. I am too, and I hope that um, the people that are trying to get it taken off and banned and whatnot. It's not going to happen. There's too much money in it. (laughs) Disney's like, do you know how much silver coin I put down on this nonsense? No, sir. It's like, guys, you're up against Disney. You're you're just not going to win this one. (laughs) Just don't watch it. I just don't understand when people do that. It's like, you can't fight the mouse. I'm sorry. That makes me want to fight the mouse. Doesn't now, it right? though? That's all I'm thinking don't, about now. Like, how would I fight, fight the, the mouse? mouse? Right? Don't fight the mouse. Don't just fight. flick it Cause, in cause, the air and because if we fight the mouse, history could have its eyes on us, Justina. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Right? <laughs> Can I fight the mouse and then declare myself king of Disney? <laughs> sure if you win I swear to god if you can make that happen it would be awesome can I be the duke of star wars <laughs> oh yeah that's fine that's fine would you like to be the duchess of star wars I don't know if I want anything to do with Disney I'm sorry can I be in charge of Marvel can I be the empress of Marvel done okay no. there you go no yes. why no I'm the king of Disney he right. doesn't have a say here no, no, if she's the no, king of no, Disney no, no. I could be the empress of Marvel emperors are above kings so you couldn't have that title yes I can she said I could you wouldn't want to put her in power over you of only Marvel no, you would king of no it's fine empress of Marvel oh it's that fine. means you would have control of Captain Marvel say say she had to but you would you title would, revoked but you would, <laughs> <laughs> damn it <laughs> I win. I don't know what I won, but I won. I'm gonna hit you with something, Scotty Way. <laughs> I almost was Empress of. <laughs> I almost had it from the fake <laughs> King of Disney. It's fine. <laughs> I'll be there one day. I don't it's know okay. if I want that back. kind of responsibility. I'll be back. Time will tell. Uh, unless there's anything else, this is Scotty saying this is the contribution to our multi for something. <laughs> I've screwed that. I screwed it up last week too. <laughs> Multiverse or something? What? Try that again. Take two. This is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. Goodbye.
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.